Welcome to the Tell Me Something Real podcast. Real people, real stories, real talk. Welcome back, everyone. We hope you're having a good week. Heather and I are going to talk about TV mediums and psychics. And little did we know, there was so much to talk about that this ended up being maybe our longest episode ever. So we are coming from completely opposite ends of the spectrum of belief, per usual. And we had no idea that this episode would be as laughably heated as it is. So let's get into it. Hey, Heather, how are you doing this week? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? I am well. I'm glad that you are doing amazing. Do you have anything that you would like to update our listeners on? Yes, I have a couple of quick things. So one, I just wanted to share that I have like a whole new skincare routine. Um, I know a while back I had talked about doing the whole Alike Mm, line mm -hmm. of skincare products, which I love, but I ran out of them and then wasn't quite financially at the position to repurchase $80 a piece products. Um, I do still have some of the toner left, so I'm still using that. So I kind of had to figure out something else. I'm using my Conjac sponge uh, every other time I wash my face. So now my little routine is I am doing, I got that black Dead Sea algae soap or something in Mm -hmm. my FabFitFun. So I'm alternating between that and a neem cleanser that I actually got Mm -hmm. when I was in India and forgot about and now refound. Uh, So when I do the neem, I'm using my Conjac sponge to exfoliate, but when I do the black dead sea soap or whatever. Um, that feels really exfoliating. So I don't, I don't, uh, use that anymore. And so I think I like these products, but ultimately I feel the rosacea is coming back. So I think I'm going to have to just bite the bullet and spend the money to go back to the Alike because I just feel like I look older when my face is all red. So Mm -hmm. anyway, that's my skincare update, but I'm, I'm overall loving my Conjac sponge so much. And last night it started to disintegrate in my hand. So I'm thinking I have hit the moment. Cause you know, last time we both had these unfortunate situations, yours right. got mildew, I did not realize, trash can. yeah, I did not realize that they disintegrated though. That is very upsetting. So I'm thinking after about three or four months of use maybe twice a week. Um, Mm -hmm. Last night, I noticed that a little bit of it was starting to just kind of um, come apart in my hand. So, uh, but that's good to know. So it's like, you know, anything I think you're supposed to use in the bath for like three months, like a loofah and then replace it or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I really like it, but I wanted to say that I think that I was wanting to know what the life expectancy of this Conjac sponge was. We both had unfortunate situations that cut short the life of our Conjac. And so now I've actually used it to the point that it's literally falling apart. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. My other update is about the melatonin. So I know when we were talking a while back about me taking melatonin, I 
um, was taking maybe more than I should have. And you You were taking a lot. (laughs) Yes. And you expressed some concern about becoming dependent on it or having to take too much. So what I did is I pulled back all together for a week from taking it and still slept pretty good um, because I'm getting up earlier and I'm staying pretty active throughout the day. So I'm still, I was still sleeping good. Um, And then I bought the 2.5 milligram um, dose. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm taking more like five or sometimes seven and a half milligrams at night. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding that that works just as well as the 20 milligrams was working a month ago. So I think I kind of hit reset and now I'm, that's why I wanted to update. Like, I think that's a much healthier amount than taking 20 milligrams, like right Mm -hmm. off the bat and maybe a third, 10 milligrams, um, if those weren't working, but yeah, I definitely was noticing, that I was getting a tolerance for it and that I was wanting to take more and more, although I wasn't uh, because I definitely didn't want to surpass 30 milligrams. Um, but I, I was missing that like really tired feeling that I was getting and it just wasn't happening anymore. So anyway, I'm, I'm think I'm going to be okay. I'm not addicted to melatonin. That's good to hear. <laughs> um, I have tried recently this thing called calm Mm-hmm. It is a powder and it's just magnesium. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are flavored and mm-hmm. you just put it in a, in some water, some cold water, preferably. And I don't know, it's got kind of an Alka-Seltzer-y vibe to it, I, it mm-hmm. which is not pop, not positive. Um, that said, it does give me more restful sleep. So that Good. is another natural thing to try if you want to go back and forth between the, the melatonin mm-hmm. and something else. Yeah. Cause I do think I want to take breaks from it. Just like with echinacea, you're supposed to take breaks from it so that it'll actually work again. Mm-hmm. I think with most things in life, I'm a big believer in not doing the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how you get some sort of cancer because if <laughs> you're doing something that's bad and you do it every day, then cancer. It's all about balance. <laughs> so, so I try to never do the same thing twice hmm, in a row that okay I support that mm-hmm. all right so I don't really have anything to update I feel like I never told you guys that the end of the Hunter Biden book I did finish it um it does get a little saucy mm, I um, knew it he, I called it. it 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 gets a little rough <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, uh-huh. it, it does turn very much into an addiction book. Um, mm-hmm. and, but it has a positive forward looking like ending. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel positive for the situation. Um, I feel positive about the Biden family and I'm glad that I read slash listened to that book. Okay. So, and now you're definitely not going to abuse drugs because you know what can happen. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's very, you know, I think most people have someone in their lives that have some sort of addiction. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think most people have some sort of experience with, you know, dealing with, with that personality and that that situation. And it can be very triggering to read about someone else going through it. Um, 
mm-hmm. especially when it's just relapse after relapse after relapse. And it's, it can be really yeah. sad and upsetting, but you know, it is, like I said, it, it ends on a positive. So, um, okay. definitely worth the, the read or listen, okay. I would suggest listening to it. So anyway, that being said, that's the only thing that I can think about. <laughs> um, okay. my week has been a blur. I can't remember anything that I did this week. So, you know, okay. that's all I've got for you. So I figure okay. we'll just go ahead and start with today's episode, because I think, um, this is one of those things that we have definitely been on very different ends of the spectrum on during our friendship. Well, I think we started in the same place. Yeah. And, we um, were, and then we just went like with other things, we just went total opposites when we got older. Right. And to be perfectly honest, I'm now not completely set on any idea. So it will be mm-hmm. interesting to talk it out with you. So okay. this week we're going to talk about TV mediums and psychics. Yes. Specifically so, television. Yes. People. <laughs> um, because that's because- what we have experience with. And I want to preface with um, my feelings about people that go on TV and say they can do this is different than if I meet people who tell me or who display that they have some sort of maybe psychic abilities. Uh, The TV makes it harder for me to believe because there's a whole uh, financial monetary aspect to it. it I will say this is this is our our first disagreement. Okay. On this one, um, I completely disagree because I know how incredibly easy it is to have a reality show. And I know how many reality shows are made. Um, and I also know how insanely difficult it is to market yourself. And I know that if I as a life coach um, and artist and podcaster were given the opportunity, like if I was given the opportunity to be on TV doing one of those things, you're damn right I'd jump at it because it is almost impossible if you don't already have a following to like get people to know who you are. And especially if you're doing something that you genuinely believe is a good thing for other people that you feel like other people would benefit from seeing, then you want the biggest platform you can have. And the biggest platform you can have is oftentimes television. Um, So to me, it doesn't, that doesn't really make much difference to me at all, unless we're talking about like movie rights and like whatever, because to me, like there's a difference in fiction and nonfiction. Um, Mm -hmm. But having someone follow you around and video you doing what you do um, to me, doesn't throw me at all. Or like some of these people that we're going to talk, I mean, and I also think that there's a really big difference in the platform of these people that we are going to discuss. Like some people have like a reality show. Other people are only on talk shows. Other Mm -hmm. people are um, like, they have shows where you're, you're seeing them talk to a whole audience of people, you know, like they're very different. And so I think that for me, it's a case by case situation. Um, 
And just because you're on television to me does not discount your ability to do mm-hmm. anything because I think that that could go for just about any career. So somebody, and I can't even remember who or what the context was per se, but when I was younger, somebody told me, and it was somebody at least that I remember being a person who had displayed in my personal life, some sort of psychic ability, um, said that they didn't believe anyone who truly possessed the gift that they had would, um, go onto television and use it for money, would get paid money for doing it. And that's always stuck with me. And whether you agree or not, that's just a comment that's really been lodged in my head. It's something that's stuck with me and is why Um, I tend to believe less. I feel like you're the person who told me that. (laughs) Um, And I, again, I somebody told it to me. Yeah, again, I will say I completely disagree with that because Also, I feel like, all right. And again, I'm just going to use my own personal like thing here. So say I'm good at um, motivating people. Mm -hmm. Um, I am good at, at helping people gain clarity on you know, with the decisions that they're making, with things that they're doing, with goals, I'm good at helping people meet goals. Mm -hmm. Well, I got really tired of doing that for free. Sure. So I went and got a life coaching certification. And now I ask people to pay me to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, do I do that for free sometimes? Sure. Mm -hmm. I do that with my friends, with people I meet, like with strangers, whatever. Sure, absolutely. But it's a skill that I have, so not everyone's going to get it for free. And if it's a skill that I have, a thing that I'm good at, and a thing that I'm like honing and Mm -hmm. like trying to work to get better at, it makes absolutely no sense for that not to be the way that I make my money in life. You know, Um, I think that life coaching and telling someone that you're talking to their dead relative are opposite ends of the spectrum as far as skills go for me. But uh, yeah, I'm just saying when it's a thing that you're doing all the time mm -hmm. and it is, it becomes like such a huge thing in your life. I can't begin to imagine why you wouldn't want to try to turn that into a career because like we want to turn things into a career that we are good at and that we like doing and that help people. Um, and I do know, like, I do know that one of these mediums that we are going to talk about um, gives the money from their live shows to charity. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I mean, I just, I, I, again, I don't really agree because I think that if it's a thing that you are really good at. And it's a thing, the more people that you can read, you're not going to be able to read that many people if you're sitting at a desk for 40 hours a week. But if that's what you do for a living, mm-hmm. that gives you such a big platform to like spread that to, to so many people. And if it helps people in their daily life, I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that. Um, like so I, I see what I you're saying. Don't, I don't know if I think that being psychic is 
something that you should charge people money for. So for example, when we were talking about the massage therapy, so I mm -hmm. went and I got certified in Reiki and I definitely feel a different way. In fact, I feel a lot more in tune with a lot of things since being, um, you know, aligned, my chakras aligned to do Reiki. Um, I've never, ever charged anyone to do it because I feel like that's something that's given to me for free. That's something I'm channeling through the universe and it's not mine to monetize. So I've never charged anyone for Reiki. I've done it for free. I did it for free with all of my massage therapy. But uh, so I guess for me, the psychic thing is in the same ballpark. And I don't think I agree with people charging for it, especially if they're not real psychics or real mediums. And that's where I think it gets really dicey for me because there's definitely some people out there that have been proven to be frauds who have made a lot of money from it. So, but we know that magic isn't real yet. Magicians get paid to do magic. Because I feel like they're being honest about it. Like I know that it's all a trick of hand, a sleight of hand, but when we're talking about, again, I just, I feel like someone, we can't blanket statement this. I really yeah. don't think that we do because there's, there are so many, everyone's totally different. Um, and I just don't also, okay. Like, let's say this, say you are a really good medium. Say this is like a thing that you realized is your thing, whatever okay. that means. Okay. And you live in, you know, Duluth. I don't even know where Duluth is. Say you live in Duluth. Okay. Well, there aren't that many people that are going to get to talk to their, their dead loved ones through you because mm -hmm. no one even knows you exist, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then people start hearing about you from other places and they wanna come see you. Mm -hmm. Well, like you can't live your whole life like budgeting your time for these rando people to come see you so that you can give your time and energy to making them happy. Like that is a service that you are providing for them. And I believe that you should get paid for your service. Like can that they're just talk about specific people. Cause I'm thinking like right now, I'm not okay, going to win yeah. this okay, part of let's it. Let's do it. And then we can like talk about them specifically because I'm you're thinking me, of them specifically in my head when I'm talking about them. Cause you're saying like, I can't make blanket statements. So, yeah, okay. Uh, so, but I'm, but in this general discussion, all of the statements I'm going to make would have to be blanket. But anyway, so let's, let's just like, like back up for a second and okay. let's just kind of break it down. Um, cause we kind of jumped in and it went like really far. Well, this really is fast. just, this is the thing where, you know, you're, you're reading a memoir, which we all know is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> and at the very beginning, Jessica Simpson is talking to you about how she's guzzling vodka at like 9am. Yeah. And she tells you all of that. She gives you all of that so that she can go back to the beginning and then tell you how she got to that point. That's what we've just okay. done. Okay. So there, there was your foreshadowing. Setup. Your Jessica okay. Simpson setup. <laughs> so to start this off, let's, first of all, I just want us to clarify, Kelly, can you tell me what's the difference? Is there a difference between a psychic and a medium? And what is it if there is? Okay. In my understanding, there is a very big difference, but I don't know for sure that there is. I did Google it. Um, so I'll just tell you from what I understand, psychics are people who use their intuition. Like, I don't know where they get this information from, 
-hmm. but they use their intuition to give you information about the past, present, or future. Like they give information about world events, things that are happening. Like maybe they'll give you lottery numbers. I don't, I don't know. Um, but they're giving you very, sometimes very specific information or like sometimes not, sometimes they're just kind of guides. But the main difference to me is mediums are people who connect with spirits or people who have passed over. And it's the dead people who are giving them the information. Okay. So essentially mediums talk to dead people, psychics use their intuition to tell you whether or not it's going to rain next week. Or psychics, I always very think psychics broad. is like getting, they get like images. Like you see the like psychics they use for solving murders and stuff. And they're always like, I see that's very next to a river. Or no, we're blanket. It that's blanket statementing. Okay. Um, because everyone sees their stuff differently. Like everyone okay. gets their messages differently. Um, mm -hmm. Like when we start talking about specific people, like I can tell you how I know the people see things um, just from what I know. But mm -hmm. like, that's very, that's basically just how you learned to hone your, your skill. Okay. Gotcha. From what right. I understand. Okay. And I've not followed this at all in my adult life, barely other than to not believe in it. So, um, so yes, let's go back to the beginning. When I first learned about psychics was from the talk show circuit, which was such a thing in the eighties and nineties, like people really went on these, like, because you had your Maury Povich and your um, Montel Williams, mm -hmm. and then your Oprah and your Sally, Jesse Raphael and your, uh, Rosie O'Donnell. And it was yeah. like such a big deal. And, um, psychics became sort of like a regular on all of those shows. Now in the later years, like each show sort of broke out and did its own thing. And Montel was the show that psychic Sylvia Brown went on. But in the mm -hmm. beginning, I think she kind of did all of them. I think she kind of, she'd pop up on all the major. I think she and Montel were like BFFs or something. something. Like they had an um, unnatural of like friendship like it was very intense so she became a weekly guest in, mm -hmm. in the final like the way it worked out is that she was on there every week and she answered questions every week from the audience and it was always like so powerful and I just remember being like oh, this is so cool like wow yeah um and but the more and more I saw it the more and more things started to not feel right to me as I was getting older. So I don't know, what was your experience? Cause I remember us watching it together as kids. Yeah. So I was super fascinated with her. Um, and for me, and I had a similar experience, but it wasn't just me getting older. I know that I started to not be into her as she was getting older. Mm. because I started to feel like, and I read all of her books. Really? Um, I think wow. that her son is psychic too. And I think mm. he had written a book. And I think that I, I vaguely remember getting them out from the library when I was like in high school or something. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like everyone we knew was into it too. Yeah, um, it was huge. But Everybody believed her. The thing that really turned me off from Sylvia Brown, because here's the thing. 
I have absolute, I have heard her say things that I totally buy. Mm -hmm. I totally believe. But the thing that turned me off was as she started getting older, she started getting really egotistical and mm -hmm. she started becoming more like she would just be very insistent that she was correct about mm -hmm. things even things that remember, were totally proven wrong she was like being rude like it yeah. it's it changed uh and that's when i that was one of the first things she started getting really rude and short with people and when they would try to ask for clarifying questions she would really cut them off and and kind of be dismissive yeah which I found and, um, is uh, to me if you really, this is a gift and it's really about helping people and you're trying to help as many people as possible, mm -hmm. why start being rude? Like she hadn't been rude before, but now that she was like so popular and had so many believers in this weekly spot on the show that she's definitely getting paid to do. Well, again, for me, I started to notice that again, it was sort of as she was getting older, like she was, seemed really old by the time I was late in high school yeah. and started to seem like maybe she wasn't thinking as clearly as she had been before because her demeanor really did change. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that it was about popular. I didn't sense that it was about popularity so much as it was, she was way too in her own head and had kind of, um, started not following the rules that she had laid out. Like mm -hmm. to me, the, the rules as of a psychic then, like, mm -hmm. I, I don't really know that I've, I'm more into mediums now. I don't really know that much yeah. about, I haven't heard of psychic in a long time, but mm -hmm. like, um, the, the rule is, is that like, you, you don't know. You know, like you're getting these ideas and you're getting these things, but like, if you are so adamant that you are right, you're probably thinking with your ego and not with that intuition. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started to feel like she was like straying from her own set of rules. And the, the, the way that you, you mentioned her um, interrupting people. So that to me is a sign too. Um, and I don't want to speak to, I, like, I don't want to jump to the next person necessarily already, but James Bond Prague um, mm -hmm. is another person who I think like, I honestly don't remember that much about him. I know mm -hmm. that I feel pretty sure that I've listened to him on an Oprah Super Soul Sunday podcast recently, and mm -hmm. it was like a fine podcast. Um, but like, I don't remember anything about him other than I remember him being a very fast talker mm -hmm. and I feel like if you're talking really fast, then you're not really giving people time to like, think about what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I think that the, the idea is, well, I'm, I'm getting all of this information from the other side. So I need to say it to have it out, you know, to mm -hmm. have it said, or because I'm not going to remember it because it's just flowing through me. Okay. But to me, it's just kind of like, uh, if you're not like a la I don't know, there's just something about fast talkers that put me off, you know, because I just feel like 
what are you trying to convince me of? Or what are you trying to, it just feels like a, a, smooth, like a sales pitch. Yeah. Smooth move. And I just don't know. So mm-hmm. I, I, so yeah, the, the interrupting and the way I do think that you can rationalize that by saying, well, if I have this information, I have to get this information out because again, I, I think that most of these people, that's the thing too. I don't remember was Sylvia Brown trying to convince people that this information was coming from her or that this information was coming from like other sources. I was trying to remember this too, because I feel like I remember her saying some things about he's telling me or she's telling me, but it's hard for me to remember, but we classified her as a psychic, not as a medium. So I think she mostly spoke about like seeing things. She would see people's faces next to things, or she would see things in a certain place or a lot of what she did. Mm -hmm. And this is what I really want to get into with her is about missing children. And Mm -hmm. so she would give information about like, she sees them. So to me, I, I think it was mostly visions, things she saw. And I will say too, that like, um, police officers and crime investigators do actually use Mm -hmm. psychics and mediums regularly to solve cases and to help them solve cases. Um, There was a show called Medium that was based on like a real life person who used to help or currently helps. um, I watched it for a long time. Yeah, I I did too, but don't remember anything about it. Um, But I mean, that's something that they don't talk about regularly, but it's something that they do regularly. Mm -hmm. So, so here, but again, I want to make sure I'm focusing on one person because blanket statements are not going to work with you. (laughs) Um, So Sylvia really became known for her work with particularly missing children. And a lot of parents would come and say, my child is missing. Can you please tell me where they are? Yeah. I don't even remember this about her. And well, this is where things went south okay. because she one time said, like, if, could you imagine being a parent and you want to go find out what happened to your kids? So you get on the Montel Williams show and Sylvia Brown, who you think is this totally, you know, real psychic, everybody believes her, tells you that your kid's been sold into sex slavery and is in Japan. Really, the kid was found dead in like texas and was never in sex slavery and this happened multiple times there was like three or four high profile cases and a lot of these things that she said police and families put significant financial investment into following up her lead and it coming back totally wrong and to me that is damaging and it's wrong and i cannot all right, I want to comment on that. <laughs> I cannot um, be okay with it. And that. I feel I feel confident that I'm very objective in saying this. Like I don't have an opinion about it one way or the other. Je- if she genuinely believes that she sees this child in whatever way, then to me, it's not any different than someone calling in a lead and police spending tons of money investigating a lead, an anonymous lead that's been called in. I say, if my child's missing, I will go down every path that is given to me. So I only think that it's a problem if you are intentionally leading someone astray. And again, that was my issue with Sylvia Brown. And I 
absolutely believe that she knows that she's full of crap and that this is all totally fake and she does it because people buy into it but again that's my issue with sylvia brown my issue with sylvia brown was that it got to a point where she was not in any way shape or form going to allow people to tell her that she was wrong because that to Mm -hmm. me is just crazy crazy um like a lot of the mediums that I have seen on TV have been like, this is information that I'm getting. You don't have to believe me. You don't have to think it's real. That's totally fine. Like, this is just stuff that I'm getting. I didn't make it up. You do with it what you wish. Sylvia Brown's like, I'm right. And if you don't believe that I'm right, you're wrong. And I just can't Mm -hmm. buy into that. Like, that's really tough for me. Um, but I mean, that's how I feel about anyone. Yeah. I feel like if you, if anyone is trying so hard to convince me that they are, are right about something or know everything about something, there's something like, then their ego is too involved. And I have to start to quit. Now, that's the, that's the difference though in us is that I am not willing based on that information to say that Sylvia Brown, is Sylvia Brown still alive? I think so. Really? I didn't see anything about her dying. She must be like 500 years old. Okay. Uh, so somebody just did an article about her. She does like these cruises oh. uh, and it's thousands and thousands of pounds to go on this cruise. And then you get like to get three lectures with her. And if they, she calls oh, her name wow. to ask her one single question, but she refuses all interviews and has ever since that big story about the kid that she got totally wrong. Fascinating. Um, and she's um, refused to recant it or yeah, yeah. Or like you said, admit she's wrong, but I want to go back to like, to the experience, because I always think that my experience of things when they're really happening is so much more valid than me hearing about someone else's experience. But again, I just want to say, I don't, I'm not willing to say that Sylvia Brown is a complete fraud because I don't know whether or not Sylvia Brown has any abilities, you know, any psychic abilities. So I don't know if there must be some reason that she got into this game to begin with. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I have a good reason. Yeah. So she can make money. (laughs) I I hear you, Heather, but I'm not as cynical as you are. I'm not, I don't think the whole world is negative in the same way that you do. I think it's cynics. I think it's, I would call it skepticism. I'm I'm skeptic. But there's a difference. And if you're just saying everyone's a fraud, that's not skepticism. I didn't say I've said one track me. I've said one person is a fraud so far, but here's again, I'm just, I refuse to say that Sylvia Brown is a complete fraud because I have zero personal experience with her. I don't know anyone who has any experience with her. I know that when I stopped watching her like 20 something years ago, Mm -hmm. I didn't believe anything that she said. Yeah. And that's what but I, I don't to go back know to. if she has any abilities, any mm-hmm. psychic abilities or not. I think we all have psychic abilities and it's just a matter of like tuning into them. And I think some people feel things more than others, but so I'm just saying like, we can agree on so that, yeah. but I'm just like, saying pause there because I agree a big ego. with that. Yeah. I, agree I mean, that we all have some. And like I said, when I got that 
chakra alignment as part of my Reiki training, Mm -hmm. it really turned me on. I suddenly was getting messages and like, I could predict things before they happened. Yes. I can, like, I started getting like totally like miniature psychic ability. So yes, I believe we all have it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure. I can't believe you've never mentioned this to me before. What? So, okay. So, so, but I really want to go back to, (laughs) to, to Sylvia Brown as a teenager. Okay. So like I said, she kind of, her behavior changed and okay, fine. We can explain that away, but here's where I started to think, cause she's there every week. Why aren't there updates? Why aren't, it seems like if she's so right about everything, why isn't week after week, we're having people do a little video, you know, thing that says, Hey, we were in two weeks ago. We just want to say the ring was in the drawer in my grandmother's at blah, 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 or whatever she said it was, but there never was any update or anyone that seemed to come out on that show or any other show to validate that Sylvia Brown had ever told them anything that then became true. So that to me was like a red flag. I'm like, why, Mm -hmm. if this is such a big deal, if she's so great, why wouldn't we be getting updates you know, I'm all about an update, Kelly, like I want updates. (laughs) And so that's when I started going, huh, we never get updates. And then I kind of just fell off the wagon with the whole thing. And my life shifted away from daytime television. And she, I just, I mean, I also feel like that can be explained away. That can be explained away simply because like, maybe that's not what people are into. Maybe that's not what like people want to see or what production wants to spend their money doing. Maybe I think that people, I think it's I far more interesting. Um, yeah. But I mean, at the time, like this was 20 something years ago. I don't know if people cared that much about stuff like that. Then they just wanted to see her predict more things. Like I when did. I stopped watching that show, she was predicting all, she was like predicting the end of the world and stuff, you know, like <laughs> she was all getting all Nostradamus-y and like, it was just getting a little out of control. Like things were just getting a little crazy. And I'm like, stay in your lane. Like we Mm -hmm. don't need to get so big. I just felt like her ego was just like out of this world, literally. And Mm -hmm. I just like, I, I'm not into that. Like, yeah. So I guess for me, I didn't find her likable of all the ones that the psychics or quote unquote psychics who were on the talk show circuit she to me seemed like the one that I latched on to as being the most believable and then I watched her slowly become less and less believable until I just couldn't even watch it anymore and the whole thing seemed absolutely ridiculous to me and um, and like I said that also kind of happened at the same time as when I started getting like a little more into my psychic abilities and it just didn't that just didn't seem to mesh with what I was seeing on TV anymore and so I was much more interested I guess in doing real world stuff with other people in that realm as so opposed here, to watching it on TV. Okay, so something just occurred to me. I think that the reason that I think here's a theory. The reason that we found her believable was because she was throwing out facts facts mm-hmm. and quotation marks, right? Mm-hmm. Because Alternative when, facts. <laughs> when someone is super, when someone is super specific, mm-hmm. you're more inclined to believe them. What's funny about that is that these other mediums who aren't quite as specific, people don't believe them because they're not as specific. You know, and I just think that's interesting because I feel like anyone can just toss out facts 
like supposed facts Mm -hmm. and get your attention, Mm -hmm. you know, like I can just be walking down the street and be like, you're going to get into a red car later. Yes, you Mm -hmm. are. And you're going to get, you will totally get into a red car later because I said that, you know what I mean? Like you will Mm -hmm. create a situation that makes that happen because someone said Mm -hmm. that to you and was so specific about it that you'll be on the lookout for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that like, now that I'm thinking about it, it actually makes more people, the less, like the more vague people, more realistic to me. Hmm. Interesting. Let's so, move. Okay, I want to move on, but I want to take a really quick break okay. and then come back and delve into our next person. Sounds good. Okay. So the next television medium slash psychic person that I remember knowing anything about was John Edward. Mm-hmm. Kelly, did you watch his show or did you follow him at all? I totally did. Now, Am I correct in thinking that John Edward was pre-Sylvia Brown? No, to so me, the in reason my world, I, he came after. Okay, so the reason I think that is because I distinctly, because he was on cable, Sylvia Brown was not. And I distinctly okay. remember watching his show at my grandparents' house, which mm. I feel probably would have been at a different, I would have been younger. Um, okay. That said, details not important. Details. Well, to um, me but I, did, I totally watched his show. This was, I mean, we're talking about a show where he was like in a stadium seating type room yeah. and he went around the room and he was like, I see a chair. Does anyone see a chair? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I see a chair. Yeah, that did. means whatever, you know, like he saw pictures he, of things. He would throw things out and then people in the audience would, he would okay. throw out random vague things. Mm-hmm. Like I see the letter B. And someone would be like, my husband's name was Someone Bob. with a B. Someone with a B. Yeah. Okay. So. Got um, it. Okay. So I had a friend uh, who's had a parent that died when they were young, very suddenly and very tragically. And the family, of course, was devastated and truly rocked by this experience. And they really got into the John Edward show. And so every time I went over there, they were watching it, they were talking about it, they wanted to be on the show. They needed this person to give them a message from their dead family member. And it consumed them. Mm. And so I sat and I watched this guy do things like, I'm seeing the color red. And I mean, invariably one of these, you know, five. I want to come back to that. Can we like put a, put a pin in that and seeing the color red. Okay. And, uh, and to me, as I watched it and I watched these people grieving, watching this show, the whole thing felt so completely phony. And I was pissed because to me, this man was really taking advantage of my friend's family. They like were trying to get all their money together so that they could go on this. I mean, the tickets were super expensive. And so they could go on the show so they could have a chance that maybe he would say a letter or a color that something had to do with their family member. And then they were going to get this message. This was a gut reaction I had in that moment, in this period of time thinking, their energy would be so much better put. I mean, hey, if this is working for them, great, I guess. But to me, it just, it did, it landed so fake in my 
in my heart, like in my soul, it didn't resonate at all. And I thought the guy was a t- just absolutely a scam artist. So that was my feeling. Oh, that's it from it. That's the end of the story. Um, yeah. Okay. It, so it, I would say it then cast a bit, a bad light probably on the other okay. television mediums. And I never, but I've never then watched any other show. I just was turned off by that. I felt like this guy took advantage of people. And then I started researching more about the cold calling or whatever it is. Cold, cold readings, readings is, is what they call what he does. Okay. So anyway, so I'm sure you have a retort. We can agree on this one because mm-hmm. I, I was really into the John Edward show. Okay. Um, but I had the same reaction to him that you did. Mm. So I really enjoyed watching the show because there weren't a lot of mediums on TV at that sure. point. I think. Yeah. He was like the, the only one he was, the he big was guy. pretty much it. And I, I did find that really fascinating. Um, I found what he did really fascinating. Um, but I, my gut reaction to him was that he wasn't He might have been getting some sort of information, but I don't think it was much more information than what I could get yeah. from my head. Um, and, and so, and I really don't, again, I am just going from like a memory of this situation and memory of watching the show. If I saw him today, I might feel very differently. I don't know. I just know that like when I saw him, I wasn't like, oh, I really want him to read me. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't feel like he ever really gave anybody much information. And I think too, like, I don't think that's really, I guess it depends on what you're seeking, right? Mm -hmm. Because some people are seeking very specific information. And then some people are just like, just want to know that their loved one is okay. Yeah. On the other side. And he was really known for never giving a a negative message. Like Sylvia Brown sent lots of negative messages. She said all kinds of crazy things and she didn't really care if she hurt your feelings, but he actually got quite a bit of flack for only sending positive messages from dead people to their families. Right. And that that seemed a little bit suspicious. Here's my thing though. Um, So I'm going to go against, I'm going to, I'm going to go against what I just said in support, and I'm going to say something in support of people like John Edward. Mm-hmm. If what he says to you fills that need to have just some sort of, like, if you're just looking to be consoled, if you're just looking to go, is my loved one okay? Yes, your loved one's okay. And you're not going to hear that from anyone else. Then it's worth the $5, the $50, the $500 that you give someone. If what they are saying to, in the same sense that like, let's, let's like take, like take this a totally different route and go say, I have like, a medical concern, a mental health concern, a something. Mm -hmm. And I talk to, and it's basic as hell, right? Mm -hmm. But I talk to my best friend about it. And you say, it's 
nothing to worry about. Mm. This is fine. I've actually had that same problem. Nothing mm-hmm. happened. No big deal, whatever. And then I'm like, I don't believe you. Oh no. And I go through like five friends, some relatives, an online forum. And then I spend $500 at a doctor's appointment for the doctor to go. That's fine. That's nothing to worry about. Don't, they don't take any tests. They don't do anything special. They don't even check my blood. They just dismissively say, that's fine. Don't worry about it. But because they are a doctor, I believe them. Mm -hmm. If that is what I need. (laughs) Okay. But, but wait, let me pause you here. If that doctor is in fact a doctor and is not a fraud who just made a fake doctor's license and hung it on an office and scammed people into thinking he's a doctor. My argument is that John Edward is a fraud. He's not a medium and he knows that. Yeah. And he is tricking people. And that's where it's a problem. If he was of the real deal. Okay, great. I'm just saying my gut reaction. He didn't hit anything on the nail for me that made me feel like that he and he there isn't unfortunately a degree that can say I have I I I have been approved that I have this power by the licensing board of mediums for the United States so to me that's like the difference is that yeah if they're the real deal then okay fine but I hear what you're saying when someone knows they're lying to you so someone who is not a real doctor then charges you five hundred dollars to tell you something that they don't really know and maybe they do i mean who knows but that's that's more along the analogy of what john edward is but what you like but what we're talking about here that's that's we're talking about whether something is ethical or not ethical Mm -hmm. i'm not talking about whether this in this particular conversation with this particular medium i am not i couldn't care less whether this person is ethical or unethical, because I personally am not giving them my money Mm -hmm. and has nothing that I want or need. And I don't, I'm not vibing with, with whatever he's throwing out there. Right. Mm -hmm. But if I were someone who believed in him and I believed in him enough that like, if you told me he was unethical or you told me he was a fraud and there was some proof that he was a fraud. And again, these are things that I, I find hard to, these are things that are hard to prove. Um, it's, it's hard to prove whether someone's like real or whether they're not real in these particular types of things. But again, you need something from someone that person is giving you what you need. And because there is no person on this earth who can factually tell you whether or not your loved one is fine on the other side, then if this person says that they are, and you actually believe them above all else, it's not hurting anyone. It's not hurting anyone that they tell you that your loved one is fine. And based on that, you can move forward with your life. If that is what you need, if you need someone to tell you I'm speaking to your loved one and they say that they're totally fine. Now I, as a person, I'm not speaking to anyone's loved ones. And I know that I'm not speaking to anyone's loved ones, 
So I'm not going to say, hey, I'm speaking to your loved one, give me 50 bucks, you know, whatever. Um, that's, that's an ethical thing for me that crosses a boundary. It's exploiting. And I know Kelly, you're really opposed to exploiting people who have lost loved ones. You don't like documentaries or podcasts that just use the deaths of people to sell a podcast, right. Or to sell a show. But I and think to it's me, fine it's to like get what you need thing. from someone. I think it's fine to get what but you it's not need. fine for the person. Like it's not maybe. good to lie. But it's, it's not, not good to lie for people to lie about. No, doing it's it. not good to lie. It's not good to make money off of lying. Like that is not what I'm arguing here. What I am mm. arguing here is that there are some people who desperately need a thing. And this particular thing that this person desperately needs isn't going to harm anyone. It doesn't harm you. He's not telling you your daughter who went missing is, you know, in a sex trade ring in South America. He's just saying, grandma's fine. You can move on with your life because she's fine. So maybe he could just put out a blanket statement to everyone that everyone's dead loved ones are fine. But that doesn't work for everyone. And if it did, he'd be doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think that, like, I think what I you're missing so here is that this is a thing part. that someone needs. Like someone is getting what they need. And I can't tell you why these particular people believe what he's saying. I don't know. Like, because I, I, ha again, I haven't really I, heard anything convincing from him. Because I think, and that's why this really upsets me. Because I think that people who have lost loved ones are particularly vulnerable they, they want closure, you know, if that person, like when my grandparents died, we were all like, it was their time. They were old, but I get that people who've lost children or, you know, a parent when they were very young or some, you know, a, a spouse tragically, I get there's like all these unanswered questions and this need for closure. But the fact that there's people that prey upon that because people will believe anything when they're in that moment, because they need to believe it. So then I think what we're really talking about and what really is bothering you, if I can like make an assumption here mm -hmm. is the intention behind it, not necessarily the fraud, because again, there is a really big difference with going, there's a need that need. there's a need to be met here. Can I meet that need? Can I not? Because again, I really do. I, I'm not sure that I buy that anyone can just become a famous psychic. There has got to be something going on. And I know this because there aren't that many. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there aren't a lot of them out there. Um, so there has to be something that he's doing and I don't even know if he does that anymore. I assume he does. I assume that you were wrong about Sylvia Brown. She's been dead for a while, but I will assume. <laughs> <laughs> so if she's going on a cruise, that was it's my just one for the day. Maybe John Edward can tell you what she's doing. Um, but I, I just, I don't believe in in lying to people. I don't mm -hmm. believe in doing things that are like false or in like I don't believe. But it's the intention, like you said, if 
if he is going after people because he knows that they are vulnerable, that's mm -hmm. one thing. I think it's a completely different thing to be the person who, and I, I can tell you this because I've lost people. Yeah. And there have been times where I could not have cared less how true you were or how like, like what your intent was, but like, mm -hmm. sometimes you cannot pay enough to feel at ease with someone's loss, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, whether you go to a therapist, whether you, you know, do drugs, whether you drink, whether you, um, you know, meditate, whatever it is you do to get through that grieving process, everyone has their own process and some are, you know, way more detrimental than others, right? So mm -hmm. if, if you can just go to someone and pay them a little bit of money and all of that, like unease and worry and like, oh my gosh, I can't move on with my life because I don't know like how this person is. If you can just pay them to make that go away, why wouldn't you? And like, what if someone is like, in, and I just like, I can't come from the John Edwards perspective or John Edwards, uh, yes, his perspective. I can't come from the John Edwards perspective, but I'm just saying like from the person who's lost someone, mm -hmm. I can come from that perspective. And I can tell you that from that perspective, I have never been in the, in the situation where I would want someone to lie to me, but I have certainly seen that and I've seen it work. I have had a, um, and I know we're talking about TV mediums here, but mm -hmm. I have had a family member pay a good deal of money to go to a medium mm -hmm. and had that medium tell her something Actually, we have a mutual friend who had a, had a psychic tell something about a, a deceased person too that, that made them feel at ease. But, but so my family member went and it changed the game. It changed mm. the grieving process. And I don't think that someone going, oh, they might not have been telling the truth would have made any difference. Because what made a difference was she needed to hear a specific thing and someone told her that specific thing, the end. Hmm. And then she was able to move on. So, and see, I, I don't qualify. I'm not part of the group that is the target audience of a medium because I haven't lost anyone that I need to talk to. I don't need any closure about any deaths in my family. I don't, I just don't have any need to get messages from dead people at all, but I get that there are a lot of people do. So that to me is why I like, this doesn't land for me in the beginning because I'm just not in the target audience period. Um, and so 
I just, and then I'm also like kind of this borderline skeptic because, you know, we did the ghost episode. I have a lot of questions about what I believe about the afterlife. So if I don't believe in ghosts and I don't believe that you go on to an afterlife that's in some sort of form where you can be passing messages, then the whole medium thing is disqualified in my book because that's not even how afterlife works. So I'm still figuring all that stuff out. Yeah. The thing with mediums in general, I can't say yes or no. I can say that I haven't had an experience yet with someone to me that claimed to be a medium TV or real that was powerful and really made me have the gut reaction that was like, that was real. All all I can speak from is that I've had the experiences where my gut reactions were, that seems really fake. That person seems like a scam to me. Yeah. So So I feel like we, we agree that, um, we agree on John Edward doesn't feel like <laughs> is not impressive to us. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I get the thing about people, if they can pay some amount of money uh, that makes them feel better. My then next complaint is so many times these people charge really high rates. Like, could you just make it like 20 bucks? Because, Hey, if a person's out 20 bucks and they heard what they need to say and you do that, a hundred times a week. Hey, that's a good living. No, right? I'm going to say, I will actually say absolutely not. Um, and the reason I say no, we, we've talked about this. The reason I say no is because we all need to pay our bills and you have to know, even the scam artists, you have to know, well, I mean, I know I've had a lot of bosses that I'm pretty sure didn't work for their money. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, what's the difference in what's the difference, really? You know what I mean? Like, you're believing so, in a politician who is okay, a complete so, fraud and a complete asshole, but you're giving them 400 and something thousand dollars a year and the ability to make all of your decisions for you based on with laws and whatnot. Or there's an entertainer who, whether or not they're telling you the truth, they're entertaining you. So you're paying them to entertain you. They're paying, you're paying them to like, like, for example, I have never been to like one of these like boardwalk psychics, you know, or like Mm -hmm. palm readers or like anything like that. But Mm -hmm. I would totally go and totally pay money just for fun. Like just to have Mm -hmm. the experience. But it would be like, 30 bucks. That's the whole thing. Like those people are charging like 30 or 50 bucks when, so, okay. So here's, here's the harm when people are going through their life savings, when people are mortgaging their home, because they've got to talk to this guy who's charging all this money. That is so, so terrible. Yeah. So I hear you. That's what I watched my friends kind of. I hear you. I agree with you. I guess I guess I can't relate or really understand because it would be hard for me to understand mortgaging your home for 150 bucks. And most of these people don't charge that much more than that. So, um, and I mean, I can go get a massage for 150 bucks and walk out and be like, what was that? You know? So like, I think, uh, I mean, in fact, my husband went to the dentist a few weeks ago and got charged over $250 and they like did nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, and so, these, so I, I mean, I okay, don't so know, I don't know how much you think these people are charging, but the people that well, I know so, of aren't charging that much. 
So the Sylvia Brown cruise, which mm-hmm. is the thing she was doing in the end of the last few years of her life. I mean, that yeah. was several thousand pounds. And that was, but the only you way were you- also going on a freaking cruise. Like three days. Right. But you're going on a cruise. I'm sure you could do the same thing for like new kids on the block. Do you think new kids on the block are worth a few hundred, few thousand pounds? Probably not, but you're going on a cruise. I wouldn't do that either. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't go on a cruise. It's not my taste, but I'm just saying like, if, if there is a service, like the stuff that we buy, the stuff that entertains us, we place value on things. There's no value on something. We put the value on it. So if we put more value into something, then it's not for me to judge what you put value in. You know? <sighs> I guess it just, to me, like it comes I would down not make the that... same decisions that you make when it comes to what you put your money on, vice versa, right? Sure. So, like, and I guess for me, and it's just and not for me to judge. My value with money is like, I want something tangible. So, like, I just spent a ridiculous amount of money on a, on a tattoo, but it's there. I can see it. I can touch it. But not I, everybody I feels that way. I know it's real. And for me, I, I don't place as much value on something that's not tangible. And I am really mad when I see people that are lying and they know they're lying and they're doing it to take advantage of people and take their money. And it's not, it doesn't matter if that person feels better that they heard a lie. I want people to be told the truth and I want people to find healthy, realistic ways of coping with death as opposed to believing in a total fraud. Sure. But then we're talking about something completely different Then we're talking about like mental health. And we're talking about like, we're talking about something very different. We're also talking about what you want. (laughs) So what you want is very different (laughs) from what like everybody else wants, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not the target audience because I don't want to talk to anyone who's dead. So there, so for me, I think it just automatically starts out with like a con, you know, like a mark in the con box for me, because I just don't have a need for that service. Like if I was bald, I would think hairdressers were probably, you know, (laughs) totally useless members of society because it just didn't, it wouldn't serve my purpose at all. I just would have, I wouldn't spend any time thinking about it. Um, but you know, I would maybe recognize yeah. that other people have hair. I don't know. I guess, and, and I do. Like I recognize other people thing have called empathy. That I think that is like <laughs> no, a thing empathy. that's nice to have. Okay, so let's move. Let's move along. I want to. I want to talk okay, about because there's the paranormal. one more I want to talk about. Okay, well, I want to talk about the paranormal mediums just for a sec, just because you mentioned okay. uh, you mentioned ghosts or something. I did. Um, oh, I did. Didn't I? So one thing that I find really fun is mm-hmm. sometimes these paranormal shows will have mediums on their shows so either they're okay. like a regular part of their show like there's this one chip coffee he is on the psychic kid show um yeah. he's also been on some of the some of the ghost shows there mm-hmm. are a few a regular women, there are circuit. a few women that whose names i can't remember even though i've seen them like a million times i have i guess i haven't seen them as many times as chip coffee mm-hmm. um And it's like, they'll, so they'll go, they'll bring them into a haunted house or like a whatever kind of paranormal situation. And they'll let them do like a reading of the place. And they'll just use that as like part of the show. They'll be like, you know, they'll let the person do the reading 
and then they'll do their investigation. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really, I enjoy this. I do. Mm. Um, because it's not like, it kind of doesn't matter, you know, like it's fun. Like it's, I find it entertaining and I, now this is the situation where I can't tell you whether or not these people have tons of information about, like, they always say, I don't know where we're going. I haven't mm-hmm. seen this place before. They usually blindfold sure. them of course. Um, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea whether or not they know. I don't know if they were on oh, Google the night before. Like, I see, I don't believe, I believe they know. I, here's what. I will say that I, I, I'm not interested in your opinion about that because I know how you feel and you don't change your opinion about these types of things. So if I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, I'm, I'm just saying I'm open to it. Cause remember I said, I believe everybody has. I've never ability. heard one way or the other though, to mm-hmm. be perfectly honest. I think that's the point that I'm trying to make in general is that I have not heard someone come out that has worked with any of these people and gone, my job was to do the research on these guests. My job was to do the research for this psychic on this person. My job was, or I haven't heard anyone come out and say, I can show you their, um, their financials and show you that they did a background search on all of these people prior to whatever. I can Mm -hmm. also tell you, that you can do a background search on me and you're not going to get some of the information that I've gotten from people who've told me things about people who've died. Mm -hmm. There's really only so much information that you can find out about someone who's not like famous um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to like just personal life details. Yeah. So, you know, that's where I say like, if like, I don't think it can be proven one way or the other, but I find the, the mediums that come on these paranormal shows really entertaining to me. So it doesn't make any difference to me, whether they are legit that, or not. Cause I, it's, I find it fun. And that to me is, is a point I would like to just pause and make. I am a okay with psychics or mediums or paranormal people on television saying this is for entertainment purposes only you know uh i mean sometimes people well, when are write, they saying that though i i don't i don't know they're not <laughs> i'm saying that to me would make it okay if there's a disclaimer that this is for entertainment value only and that they're you know like one of those disclaimers at the beginning not saying that it's not true but just saying this is for entertainment um that that to me would actually make all of this okay but the fact that they always come off as that this is totally the real deal and yeah you have no way of knowing uh, or even believing that these people don't have information prior to going into that house or or whatever so if it's for entertainment value that's fine but it's where people start putting their faith like almost a religious or spiritual faith into these people well thinking that they have some gift that oh they really man do. i'm not gonna and I've tell never... people where to put their faith so the problem for me is I've never watched Chip Coffee or the Psychic Kids or any of the paranormal shows. So I don't have any direct experience oh. with it at all. Um, and and even the last thing we talk about, I've never watched more than just clips from the, the 
um, Long Island Medium show. So I'm not going to have that ability to read my gut reaction. All I can say is that I'd been after the John Edward thing, I spent so much time starting to fact check, not so much time, but I mean, I had moments in my life where I've kind of gone down rabbit holes, trying to fact check and see um, if there are people that come out resoundingly saying that this person was what they were telling them was true and made sense, or if they felt like their experience was, you know, not sincere and, and was a, a fraud. Yeah. So. so I guess what I was going to say, so I'll, I'll comment on that, but what I was going to say was it's actually very difficult for me to um, relate to people who get so involved in this mm -hmm. um, because I just, I don't know anyone who's done that. Mm -hmm. um, we do have a mutual friend who used to go to a psychic like weekly, I think, um, or on okay. a pretty regular basis. Um, but I think that she used that person as more of like a, a sounding board mm -hmm. rather than just taking everything that person said with a, like with complete certainty. Um, and I'm much more open-minded to your friendly local psychic who you meet with. It's these massive, you know, TV produced personalities that... But but that what I'm will, more concerned about. I completely understand where you're coming from, but I feel like I need to be the other end of the spectrum here mm -hmm. and say, I wouldn't have even known that these people existed if I hadn't seen someone on TV doing it. And I wouldn't have the ability to gauge, like I wouldn't be able to say with experience this person seems like a fraud. This person doesn't if I hadn't seen a range of them on TV, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing a bunch of psychics in my daily life. The only ones I, re I remember, like the, the call-in ones, you know, that mm -hmm. used to come on TV, like in the middle of the night when we were kids, yeah. um, I remember seeing them in the newspaper, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to be spending my money going to someone that I haven't gotten a preview of. But if I've seen someone on television and I can go, well, I can tell you right now, I wouldn't pay that person any money because I don't buy what they're saying. But there are other people that I might. So let's talk about, I think there was well, someone that you went and saw, didn't you? Oh, well. I want to hear about your, your experience. So I went and I went to, and this topic actually came up this week because I, someone sent me an Instagram post where the Long Island medium, Teresa mm -hmm. Caputo was in the town yeah. that I live in. It was the catalyst for this whole, <laughs> and I was like, I was like oh, oh, wow, we really, um, this is one of those things we disagree on. So. Yeah. So I used to be, I started watching the Long Island medium when I lived in LA mm -hmm. and I was very into that show. Mm -hmm. And I went to one of her live experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so basically you pay a ticket price. I feel like it wasn't that expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're in this auditorium and she 
it's like the same thing as what she does on her show. So what she does on her show. So you have to tell me what she does. Cause I, I don't so, know. So does she do the general things and then let somebody respond or does she do like specific things to specific people? Like when she's talking. It completely depends on the situation. So I think it it's, it's kind of weird when it's a huge group of people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I kind of wanted, I kind of went just to see what, how, how in the world you would do that. And I, and I wanted to see if she seemed legit watching Mm -hmm. her live because I felt like my radar would really go off. Um, Because when you see the show, so like on her show, she like starts out with kind of like, she smudges the room, you know, Mm -hmm. and she starts out with kind of like, a little speech which is like what she says it allows the spirits to know that it's like their time to like start talking but she's like okay. telling you like i don't care if you believe what i say like of course this is stuff that's coming from them like i don't know what they're talking like whatever they're saying whatever they're saying you relate to it or you don't relate to it like whatever this mm-hmm. is just you know i'm doing my thing Um, and she starts out her live show like that as well. And it's, you know, where she's like, believe me, don't believe me. Like if it helps, she's like, I just want to help people. Um, and I want to, I want people to know that there's more to more to life than this. And she wrote a book too, that I read, um, that sort of just chronicles like, how she started doing this and like when she started getting these feelings and when she kind of got into it. Um, And it really did seem to disrupt her life and at a certain point. And um, she really, that's when she kind of uh, developed this skill. Okay. Even though she had been feeling like she had been doing this since she was a kid and okay. I think that her grandmother also may have done it as well. Um, but I don't know that for sure. And I know that she had like a mentor and like at some point on one of her shows, I haven't watched the show in a, in a while, but yeah. at some point on one of her shows, like the person who taught her how to like see these things more clearly is on the show. And she talks about the whole process and how she got started. She's very open about the process of it. So the way that she does it is she to her like what she says is spirit which is whoever whatever Mm -hmm. shows her things that she understands so they may show her i'm just just naming stuff but they may show her a rose and that means either the name Rose or her mother, because her, that means a mother figure because her mother really liked roses. You know what I mean? Like, okay. So it's whatever she can relate to Uh is what they'll show her. So if she's like, just because she says, like she could say, and I'm just using that example. And I don't know if this is her, her symbol, but she has symbols. So John Edwards has, Edward had symbols too. Oh, Um, so I kind of feel because this is how she was taught to, to see this more clearly or to explain this. So she could say to you, 
I'm seeing yellow rose or I'm seeing mm -hmm. a rose. Yellow rose for me means this. Mm. So a yellow rose for me means like a mother figure or it could mean the name Rose because that's blatantly obvious, but I also associate it with a mother figure because I know that my mother liked roses. So I associate my mother with roses. So does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Um, so in that sense, I would say that some of her stuff sounds generic mm -hmm. because she only has so many symbols. And okay. those symbols can mean different things because again, it's only using what's in her brain, you know, and what mm -hmm. her personal life experience is. So okay. it might show her, her, like she may say an uncle, there's an uncle that, that died because what she's seeing is her uncle, but mm -hmm. she might not be reading that correctly it might be like her uncle might have died from an aneurysm. So they really might be showing her an aneurysm, but she's seeing her uncle. So she says uncle. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, the whole thing is honestly really confusing, but maybe if I was watching it, it would, it would just seem so yeah. simple, like um, the, but to have it explained, I'm like, gosh, that's, that's very, but confusing. it's kind of like Good luck to anyone who's following all of this. Like, but it's kind of like time. when you're learning something, when you're learning a skill, you learn like a code, right? Like algebra doesn't make sense to me, but once you learn like how to lay it out, then it makes sense to math people, right? Okay. Um, so these are just like, it's like learning an alphabet. Like she's, it's like her alphabet. Okay. Um, so I've watched the show. I, I find the show interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Her family's on the show and I definitely, and are we talking about the live show or the TV show now? TV show. Okay. Um, and I definitely think, I think that she is legit. Mm. Um, that said, do I think that she is always right? No. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that she, that this is like a skill that she has, that she has worked on for 20 years or 30 years. Um, so I, I would agree her, that this is a skill she's been working on for decades. That <laughs> yeah. I will agree. Um, what kind of skill I think is where we differ. I think she works on a skill of fooling people. Right. But you don't so. know anything about her and you've already said that. Mm -hmm. So, um, so anyway, I went to the live show in the live show it's very similar like she gives her little speech or whatever and she's like this is what i do and she <laughs> explains a little bit of how she does it um and gives a little bit of her backstory or whatever and then she walks around the room like trying to find people you know to give messages to um and I will say that when I went, I was like really positive. I did not want her to come anywhere near me. Mm -hmm. um, it was not something that I was looking for. Um, mm -hmm. I 
like, while I think that would be like super interesting and like a super incredible experience, because I also get the impression on the show that we don't see the whole show. Like I kind of get the impression just based on like when people talk about it afterwards, like when people do their little after interview thing, Mm -hmm. um, I get the impression that she tells people really personal things that they don't show on the show. Okay. Um, just based on what, what people say afterwards. Okay. Um, and so I went to this show again, just curious and wanting to see how this would go down. Mm -hmm. Um, and I went with someone who was totally skeptical, doesn't believe in an afterlife, doesn't believe in mediums, doesn't believe in anything basically doesn't believe in anything and not even 15 minutes into this show we were both like bawling Hmm. like it was so insanely emotional like (laughs) it was crazy and I will tell you like there were a couple of people that she spoke with that like if these people were actors if she is an actor, then like they are not getting paid enough. Like Mm. something is not right with the universe that these people are not all like, you know, the Brad Pitts of America. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, and, and the thing is that some of the stuff is not super specific Um, or like she, I mean, the thing too is like, I've thought a lot about this and the thing is is that there's not really how specific can you possibly be I guess is my question Hmm. um like there was one there was one person who it was like a mother and daughter and they had lost the spouse dad yeah um and she was being very specific with them, Mm -hmm. but not specific in a way where like, you would have had to have a conversation with these people's therapist to bring up some of the stuff that she was bringing up because Mm -hmm. it wasn't just like something you could read on an obit. It was like emotional stuff, you know? And it was just, it was so emotional and it felt very real. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't, like there were definitely like misses or there were definitely times where like she would be looking for someone and she wouldn't find the person that she was like, that was coming through. And she would get like really frustrated um, like with herself about it. And like those moments felt very real. Mm. Like those moments where she was, where like she was adamant that this person was coming through. Cause I mean, she would go up to people and cause you know, there's always, if it's like death of a child, you know, I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. There are like 40 people who raise their hand, you know, who are like me, 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 me. And she's like, no, like, no. And I mean, there would be people who would be like, hardcore intensely trying to convince her that it was them that they were talking about and she's like I hear what you're saying 
but that's not, I don't feel like you're the person that I'm supposed to be talking to. And I feel like if you're just looking for money, you'd be like, yeah, you, you're right. I, you know, I am talking to your, what it was, it, it yeah, was it a daughter or was it a, talk you know? to the people that are hired and paid to give the right answers. I don't buy so, it for a second. I don't I, buy it for a second. I think she pays people to, and again, I, I wanted to hear your, and I'm trying to like really take this in because I really want to hear your experience, but, uh, I really have a hard time believing that these people aren't just plants in the audience. I understand that you have a hard time with that, but I heard people after the show talking amongst themselves, people who got readings and I can tell you for fact that these people were like blown away. Um, but do you know any of those people personally? I mean, how do we know those are real people? I've never read a single thing online and I've searched for it. That There's she a has lot plants. online about her. <laughs> there is a lot online about her. There's not anything that says that. There's a lot online that says that she does the cold reading thing like John Edward does. There is not a lot online that says that she is paying people to do this. So, um, you know, like, so this is what, so this was actually what kind of started it all for me again. So I remember a couple years ago, we had this talk and I didn't even realize that you had gone to see, and maybe it wasn't even a couple years ago. Maybe it was more recent. Uh, you had told me that you had gone to the show and that you had this really powerful experience. I literally had never even heard of this lady and I Googled her and started researching her. And then I was like, I didn't know what to make of that because you're the only person I've ever talked to who's been to one of these live type of deals with any of the television medium people. So you're the only person I have with like a real experience. And I find you to be a reasonably intelligent individual. And I value your opinions on things more than I would value other people's opinions. Uh, what I've seen of her still gives me the same feeling I get when I watch John Edward. Um, but yeah, so I don't know quite how to make sense in my life of like you having this powerful experience where you tell me that you really don't believe these people were paid to be there and me struggling to, to, to get that feeling from her at this, you know, does that make yeah. sense? And I mean, I don't get the feeling from her at all. Well, and the thing is, is that, I mean, but it's not also something that you believe in. So I, do. I like, started to show out <laughs> saying, I do, I believe all um, of us have an ability to do it. In fact, so I, I don't believe that people who can do it would go on TV and, and use this to make significant profit. Um, but what I'm telling you is that I am a person who, if I had that ability, I would. So I'm telling you with a different perspective that like, if I had that ability and someone was like, do you want to do this on TV? And I was like, well, shit, I can barely pay my bills. And this is something I really like doing and I'm really good at it. And like, you're telling me you'll like book all my people for me and you'll like do all this stuff and you'll like take care, like you'll give me a team that will like provide all of these options for me. Because like what I'd really like to do is to be able to do this with a like a bigger audience. I'd really like to be able to reach more people. 
So you're giving me, you're going to help me do that. Okay. Sign me up. Mm -hmm. So like, I just, for me, that is not in any way, shape or form a thing that would make me not do that or not believe someone. Um, I think that it is completely dependent upon the person. So here's the thing that I want to go back to. Okay. Um, because I actually, cause you said something about like, I don't know, a red shirt or something. <laughs> and I wrote to go back seeing the color red. So I want to go back to that. Okay. So I, one time mm -hmm. went to a meetup group for psychics and <gasps> mediums what? and it's crazy. um, it was I like all about um, people who wanted to like get better at being psychic or like their abilities or whatever. So I went and I went to this like little tea shop in Portland. Oh my gosh. So and cute. there was like a back room <gasps> in the tea shop. Nice. And this little group meets and you have to pay for it. <laughs> you know, not every, like, I, you know, if we lived in a society where you didn't need money to do things, then I would have a problem with people charging for the things that they do. But unfortunately, we live in a society where like life ain't free, yo. Like we have to pay for everything. So, you know, my time is valuable. If I'm using my time to do something that's benefiting someone else, I might need some sort of like money for that. I've never um, heard of paying for a meetup group though. That's really, they, you usually have to pay for meetup groups because they have to pay for the space that you're meeting in. Um, and if they have to pay for the space that you're meeting in, then you usually have to pay for the group. So, um, hmm. I don't know if I've ever paid for a meetup group. I think I've had to pay for everyone that I've done. Okay. Um, I've only done like mommy meetup groups. Yeah. Like so. I've, I've done ones, like if you're doing one where you're meeting in like a, um, like a space that they don't have to reserve space for, then mm -hmm. you usually don't. But if you have to reserve a room or if it's a place where like you're taking up too much space and it's going to be an issue, then you usually have to pay like five bucks, something like that. Like it's not very expensive. Okay. Um, it kind of depends on what it is. Um, okay. So you meet up with these. So meet up with these people. Well, like no one is a psychic or a medium. They're just like, we're all just learning how to, to you know hone that skill okay so it was super intimidating oh. because uh I've never done anything like this before you know like <laughs> I'm not claiming to be a psychic or a medium and mm -hmm. I'm sitting in this room with people who may be psychics like they might, <laughs> they, might they might know everything about me before I even walk in no clue you know wow. I had no idea what to expect so we split so first oh okay so we split off into pairs and we were supposed to read each other and I'm like wait what <laughs> like losing my freaking did it, mind did it not it say is... no previous psychic experience needed <laughs> Well, I think it just said like all abilities welcome or all levels oh, of, no. you know, <laughs> psychicism welcome or whatever. Um, but so we split off and I'm like really freaking out. And I'm telling this girl that I'm like working with, I'm like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, 
it's not about knowing what you're doing. It's about what you feel like, just say what, like what you, like, it's about your intuition, what comes Mm -hmm. to you, just say what comes to you. Um, so we like read each other. It was really, really stressful because I was like, I kept going back and forth between like being really concerned that I didn't know what I was doing. And then also just really trying to like, just get a feeling. So I think she read me first. Um, And there were things that she said that I just could not relate to at all. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like no idea. And then there were things that she said that were so on point that I was like, how could you possibly know that? You know, and I wasn't giving her any information. Like I wasn't even Mm -hmm. saying yes or no. I was kind of just like, I was trying to give her as little information as possible because I didn't want to like lead her or whatever. Um, But it's not like she was telling me brilliant things or Mm. whatever. It was just like some of the things were random and specific. Um, And then, so here's the part that I, that I'm going to tell you about. Okay. When I, does it have a red shirt? (laughs) When I, when I read her, I kept seeing in my mind, a family Mm -hmm. driving down the road in like an old, like fifties convertible. And I kept seeing a woman driving and like, she had a scarf in her hair and I could just like, they were, they were all laughing Mm -hmm. and giddy. And then it flips to like an older Hispanic woman, like Mm -hmm. in a red dress that had like flowers and stuff on it, listening to um, like music in Spanish and dancing and like cackling, like laughing. Mm. And she had like curly black hair and she like, and I just kept seeing that. Oh, and I kept saying it to this girl. I'm like, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm seeing. And I'm like, I don't know what this means. And, and, um, And I couldn't leave that image. Like she was saying stuff to me and I was like, I don't know, this is all I'm like, this is what I'm seeing. I -hmm. just keep seeing this over and over and over again. And I don't know why I'm seeing this. I've never seen anything with this on it before in my life. Like this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know what I'm seeing. I just know that this is what I'm seeing and it won't go away. So like, whatever, Mm. whatever I'm seeing, I'm hoping that you can relate to because it wouldn't go away. And then like, so then at the end of the set, and I just felt like I was failing. I was like stressed Mm. out because I was just like, well, because I was just like, I don't, I wish I could see something else because I don't feel like she's connecting to this. And like, I know that this is my first time doing this, but like, why am I seeing this? So then the session ends and she's like, that was my grandmother. You saw my grandmother. And then she like described her grandmother. And I was like, what? Like, so why oh didn't she say something when you were She didn't want to lead. It's like, she didn't want to lead me. Right. And she wanted to see if I had any more information. And I was like, I, cause I didn't have any information. I just saw this person. Yeah. So 
and then we got in a group and we all talked about like things that we saw and some people were like, some people were like really like in the group, they were like describing like little pets, like dead pets of people. Like, oh, I think wow. that you have this sitting beside you and oh, you, you know, like, and I was like, what is happening? This is so scary and weird because I just felt like so intimidated by these people. So what I'm saying to you is having that experience where I just did it one time, but like I had that experience, I can understand when a person would say, this is what I'm seeing. And what I can tell you is I'm seeing this. So this person is clearly fine because they're not telling me I'm in a bucket of hell dying or, you know, like I, oh, I have all this, this information that I need to give you. They might not have any information to give you. They might just want to be like, look, I'm here and I'm dancing. I'm cool. I'm dancing around yeah. to this music, you know? So like, to me, that's actually no, and really... the argument never the argument never was the disagreement we don't have is about the existence of psychics and mediums. The disagreement we have is about uh, the ones on TV and and the the like extreme profiteering I see from preying on people who uh, are vulnerable. Yeah. So, so to I'm me, so say... I agree. I believe, and I think that's awesome. And in fact, I will give you money over Teresa Caputo any day. Like... What I will also say to you <laughs> is that the money that she makes from her live show, she gives charity. So, mm-hmm. you know. Because she makes plenty of money doing other stuff. She's worth like $3 million. So she's fine. Right. <laughs> she's but you know who doesn't give lots of money to charity? Like Elon Musk, <laughs> you know, like lots of people don't. So what I'm saying is that like, not all of these people are doing this, like with your being rich, doesn't make you a better person or a worse person. It makes you more of who you are. If she just wanted tons of money, she would keep all that money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I no, I, I mean, I don't follow that, but uh, I mean, to me, it, it boils down to, I, well, think, I would, if I wanted all the, if I just wanted I money, that, I would keep all my money. I think that, no, I think it's a, it, it's, I think it goes to the persona. These people are selling a persona. But she is and not, I think, that's, that's something I had to research. That's not something she's telling people. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you for me. Those three, Sylvia Brown, John Edward, and Teresa Caputo, um, I think prey on vulnerable people and and are running scams. Um, Again, your experience being so powerful is like something that I think about, but uh, at the end of the day, it's still not enough to push me into saying that I think I can believe her specifically, but those are the only three that I'm discounting. There's others that I've researched uh, that we didn't talk about today, who I also believe are pulling scams. And I think there's a law, a huge variety of these things. There was like a, a faith healer guy um, who, who got like totally blasted. They actually went in and recorded the um, channel that he was, they were playing into an earpiece from an office saying things, and then he would say them out loud. And, they and actually that's what I want to know. That's what mm-hmm. I want to know. If you're going to try to tell me outside of just like, if you're going to try to convince me that you have information that someone is a fraud, then I, I need to see that information. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, again, I can tell you that I don't buy anything. I don't, I don't buy John Edward. 
I, mm-hmm. I don't buy Sylvia Brown. Um, but that is just, they've never said like, I, I Peter Popoff. Peter Popoff. He um, is so so this guy is currently uh so I just want to pause you here because I just I just found his name. Peter Popoff was a a faith healer, quote unquote. And so he did sort of this like um hot reading is what I think they call it. Mm-hmm. Um so basically what he had people do is because uh, it's like the 70s he would have people come in and you would fill out like a little card mm-hmm. with your information and this is all pretty high tech stuff they were doing because yeah I think this is before the internet so uh, everybody that comes into the show fills out a card the cards are all turned in and then there's a pe- group of people in a room that um, are telling him go to this person or go to this area and say something because uh, there's like a note that they have to write about what they're trying to get from this today. And so he literally was using information getting piped to him through uh, through a headset. Uh, right now, and I see it every day, this guy is has a commercial. He sells holy water. It's called Miracle Water. And it comes in like a little like mustard packet looking thing. Um, and they ship it to you. And um, I think someone did like a you know who biological holy like- water? The church. <laughs> I mean, just like, but, I'm just so going to throw saying, that out there. He got cold busted. Cold busted as busted as anyone's ever been. And I think a lot of these people are probably have learned to be a lot better and a lot smarter than that guy was. Um, he's still running a scam. He's selling basically you know, bottled water in these pouches. And he's saying like, if you donate $19 or something, then you're going to get money. And basically he's running this new scam that just says, keep donating money to me. I'll send you this holy water. And then I promise you this magic big sum of money is going to come to you. All you ever do is give him money. Okay. And that's still happening. Like right now in our world, that's a real thing. I know nothing about this person. I've never heard of this person in my entire life. I see the commercial every day. Nothing about this. This I don't watch TV that has with commercials. Um, Well, like YouTube. It's like YouTube commercials. Say to you is just off the bat. Mm -hmm. My only problem with that is him saying buy this holy water and then this will happen to you it's Mm -hmm. the the promise of something happening to you that's the problem with me not Mm -hmm. the buy this aquafina you know from me in a in a holy water glass that actually doesn't bother me um but this guy already got proven as a scam artist. So, I mean, to me, it's just a little bit crazy that like he's allowed to just continue running scams. I mean, this is a scam and he's already well, been proven to be a scam artist. Well, so let me ask you this. Why would he be allowed to continue? Like, why is that okay? But the thing is, I guess what I was saying about Teresa Caputo is that aside from making a living off of this, which I think everyone has a right to do, that is her goal is just to make people and she says that all the time she's like they just want you to know they're fine they just she was like she's like i don't have to be here telling you this you know this she's like you know this i don't need to be here telling you i'm not telling you anything you don't know Mm -hmm. like 
you know that blah, 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 blah. I mean, she uses all these things. She's like, they're only telling me these things because you don't believe what you already know. To me, I think she says exactly what someone who is a scam artist would say. But That's again, you how it have already said you haven't even watched her show. You've just seen some bits of it. I've watched, yeah, so, I've watched bits and pieces of it. And um, and I've watched like 13 seasons. So I feel yeah. like, I I mean, I know. And again, I will say like, I, I was pretty convinced after seeing her live. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Heather. So that was a really lively debate. It was. Isn't it funny that we had a lively debate about dead things? Um, (laughs) Talking to dead people. Yeah, so that was fun. And, you know, I have to say, like, at the end of all of that, I honestly don't know what I believe. I just know out of all of these people that we talked about, there are some people that ring more true to me than others. I do want to go back and touch because, as you've noted just as we've been chatting, I said somewhere in this podcast that you never change your mind about things. And you did. I want to go back and let everyone know that that's not true. Yay. Like, I do um, change my mind. You do like, <laughs> I you can be taught shift about even in some of the episodes that we have had. So that was not fair of me Thank to you. say that. Um, And like, I, again, I will say like, I don't know how I feel about Mm -hmm. all of this. I don't know what I would need to be convinced of to, to know that, that these things were real or not real. Um, but it's a fun thing to talk about and think about. Um, it is. And I, I can be very open-minded about these kinds of things. And I think the, the thing that gets me on this particular topic is that I think there are people who have lied about having this skill and then profited from it. Mm -hmm. And I think there is potential to do harm and to take advantage of vulnerable people Mm -hmm. in a time of grieving. And for that reason, I do hold this to a higher level. It's just not about some philosophical discussion about whether I believe in an afterlife or ghosts. This is really like people put money and time and energy into this. Um, And so I think it's very important for people to be honest and real when they're portraying themselves as someone who has some psychic abilities or uh, ability to communicate, communicate with the dead. So I think think we agree that taking advantage of people is wrong especially yes, taking so advantage of vulnerable That's people. not the thing we disagree on. We just disagree <laughs> whether some people on TV are doing that or not. Right. And then whether, and if they are, and my thing is that they are, I think your argument is, well, how? Because there's not the budget or the technical ability to do the kind of research you're saying would have to be done to- Well, I just don't think that there's much point. Like I, I think that if, if that is happening- I think in this day and age, we would know about it in the same way that we know the things that we know about Sylvia Brown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I, when I researched it, I will say I had hoped for more mm-hmm. tangible evidence. I certainly didn't find anything that convinced me that the TV mediums are real, but I didn't see anything likewise that was, you know, definitive proof 
uh, other than the Peter Pop guy or whatever, that guy that was like proven to be a fake, you know, evangelist faith healer right. guy. Um, yeah, there hasn't been similar like sting operations. There's been people that have gone in and say, you know, they gave fake information and then that information was used um, to do readings in the show and things like that have come out. But again, to me, that's just someone saying that they did that. That's not definitive proof. There's not like empirical evidence in a study that I can look at that says, oh, wow, okay. So yeah, it's, it's it, from a research standpoint, there's nothing persuasive for either side. So I don't, I can't say that they're a fake, but I can tell you I've had some gut reactions to mm -hmm. some things I've seen that make me feel like it's a fake but what i do want is to open it up to our listeners and say if you have had an experience then i really would love to hear about it i would too i'm really open to learning more and like i said if if teresa caputo came through here when you know the coronavirus thing is over i will totally go see her and try to get like a real feeling because I do want to understand this better. And if there are people mm -hmm. out there that can do this, well, that's awesome. I'm just I would not really sure I'm a love believer. to hear from anyone who has been to a psychic or a mm -hmm. medium or a psychic medium, because we're still a little unclear on all of that. <laughs> I would love to hear your experience, whether it was good or bad. I really would. Um, and not in an exploitative way. Yeah. Um, I'm super curious about it and would be very interested in, cause like I said, I know someone personally who went to a medium, um, but I didn't actually ask her a lot of questions about it because it felt personal. So yeah, for sure, if you, if you would like to share, we would definitely love to hear. Yeah. Send us an email at tell me something real podcast at gmail.com, or you can leave us a short message on our anchor page. Um, and while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe and give us five-star reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, that was fun. Um, I wanted to definitely debate something with you on this podcast um, because I felt like it would hold me to a higher standard of behavior as opposed to just crumbling and screaming and stomping my feet, which is actually how a lot of our debates make me feel. So. I would love to to do that kind of debate soon too. So I'm well, up then, for anything. Well, Next then episode. we can, uh, let's do... Um, what is it? Circumcision. That that's the one that'll oh, have Lord. me laying on the floor, screaming like a baby. So literally, <laughs> yes, no <laughs> pun intended. All right. Well, anyway, so stay tuned next week for whatever else we're going to talk about. And until then, keep it real.